0: You're listening to the Resurgent ATL Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. It's good to be here. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I have, my wife gave me a Celsius, I think that's what it's called, energy drink. And then, you know those little packets that you put in the water? The energy packets. I also have one of those in here. So, I'm kind of seeing double during worship because I feel like I'm drunk. And I think it may be the energy drinks. I'm not sure. But I'm going to try not to go too fast. I've got <clears throat> some good stuff to give you. How many of you are excited about what God's going to do in your life today? How many of you are expecting? I don't care who gets the microphone. How many of you are expecting? You know, it's learning that you can draw constantly. Um, I want to share, get into something. I've got some prophetic words at the end. I'm going to move this back just a little bit because we've got a, this is right here, the spit section. You know, when you go to the whale show and they have ponchos and raincoats, that's what they need because you ain't really getting the anointing until you get the spit section. These guys know because these three guys used to be with me in the past when I was pastoring and they, uh, they moved up front, so that's smart. And they want some good stuff. Um, so before we get into the Word today, um, this is something I was feeling during worship. I'm not going to go deep in it, but it was just something the Lord was showing me. It's important in the seasons ahead. And you might want to, this is really a prophetic word. In the seasons ahead, it's very important that you learn to live your life from the inside out, not from the outside in. And the reason why is the warfare, if you live your life from the outside in, you will mistake the warfare that, that is present for God's no in your life. In other words, you'll think that heaven is not moving and heaven's not advancing. And you will allow what's around you to hinder you, from stepping into what God is actually doing. Does that make sense? And so I've learned, you know, when I was a pastor years ago, and these guys will remember, I hated empty seats, I mean, with a passion. I hated people going on vacation. Uh, I was not the most graceful leader. A very, very, you know, if anybody's thought this guy was hard on staff or anything, I don't think you are, but I was a thousand times more. Because I had such an expectation, I didn't know how to gauge that with people. And so, I didn't know how to live that way, and I would, I'm a feeler. So, when, when you're a feeler, you go into an environment, and you can gauge, you know, if you don't have the full worship band, or you have a few people out of town, or maybe those people tired from watching football the day before, you will, mis- you will mistake that, that God's not present. And I've learned that I can I determine the atmosphere by what's in me because I'm not a thermometer I'm a thermostat. So what's in what's going around me cannot keep what's in me from moving forward. Does that make sense? So I want to just encourage you with that because it's very important for how you're going to overcome in the days ahead. And so let's get into the word today. Um, about three days ago, it was I think three nights, three nights, three or four nights ago. The Lord woke me up at 3.30 in the morning, and I laid in bed. I knew I had to get up early, then I day stay for work. And I laid there. I didn't go downstairs. We've got my daughter, daughter and son-in-law living in the basement temporarily. They're getting ready to move to Colorado uh, at the end of this month. I think I'm allowed to announce that. If I'm not, just scrub that out. But um, <laughs> So I couldn't go down there. It was too early. And I laid in bed, and... I just, the Lord began to give me a download. How many of you have ever had a download where it was just flowing? I could not go back to sleep. Eventually, I did get up about 5 o'clock and went downstairs. But the Lord just gave me a download as I laid there. And I want to share this with you. How many of you were here for the first message I did on the king standing or the standing king? This will be the second part, but it's not going to be what I thought was going to be the second part. It's going to be a little different, but it's going to be really good. So, all right, I want to talk to you today about open the heavens. Open the heavens. Isaiah 64, you don't have to turn there. You can if you want. I'm just going to reference it. It says, oh, that you would rend the heavens and that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence as fire burns brushwood and fire causes water to boil. There's a lot of revelation here I'm just going to skip over. To make your name known to your adversaries that the nations may tremble at your presence. Now, what I'm reading to you is going to become a key word. This scripture is going to become very key in the days ahead, starting this month. You will recognize what's taking place nationally and globally. And if you will pay attention to what the writer is writing for prophetically, you will begin to see this revelation in this text about how to advance forward. It says, when you did awesome things for which we, didn't, we did not look, you came down, the mountains shook at your presence, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any gods besides you, watch this, who acts for the one who waits for him. I love that, who acts for the one who waits for him. Now, what I want to focus on here is it talks about that he's, he makes a prayer, and he says, oh, that you would rend the heavens. One translation says the heavens are like brass. In fact, if you go through the Old Testament, you will find that statement recurs several times through the book of the prophets, the minor prophets, about the heavens being shut up as brass. And it's, it's like there's a seal over us, and we just can't seem to get through it, and it seems like those times where heavens are like brass. Now, here, let me start with an encounter that I had. Let's pray. Let's just hold your hands out real quick before we dive in. Lord, we just thank you for what you're going to do today. I ask that you would manifest this world, cause it to become flesh. Let it become a living in this room. Let, it, let the words I speak, I activate the angels that are in this room. To carry out my words and cause them to become a reality. I thank you that we are on the winning team. A team that never loses. And the greatest day is right now in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen and amen. All right, September 2017, I was in a hotel in Alabama getting ready to speak at a church the next day in Jasper, Alabama. And it was their grand opening of a new building that they were moving into. And that night, I was in the hotel, and I'm going to give you the short version. There's a longer version to this story, but I just want to hit some key things here real quick. So I was in this hotel, sleeping very well, and I was awakened at 4.44 in the morning. At that time, God did not speak to me through numbers. He did speak to me through numbers, but I wasn't listening. I did not know how to hear him through numbers. And... He began, you know, 4.44, I get up, and all I thought was, man, that's way too early. I'm going back to bed. I didn't think anything of it. went back to sleep, and when I went back to sleep, I, I fell asleep for I don't know how long, but it was for a while. It wasn't just like closing my eyes and opening. I fell asleep, and when I woke up, it was still 4.44. Now, this happened three or four times. And during that time, if I was to really describe it, I was looking at my phone. I was looking at the clock right there beside my bed. And I thought, man, this must be a dream. I was pinching myself. And finally, I realized God's trying to get my attention. And so I went downstairs. There was a pool in the Holiday Inn Express. And they had, it was lit, and you had a key. You could get in. Thank God I could get in because some pools, are, you can't get in after hours. But I was able to get in. I sat down, and I went through Mr. Google the most spiritual man I know. And I asked him, what the heck does 444 mean? And as I began to go through, there's a lot of things I found in there. But the main thing that I found, it had to do with alignment. It had to do with the increase of angelic activity. And it had to do with an open heaven. And so uh, the Lord began to give me a little bit right then. I... Never went back to bed. it was just i couldn 't go back to sleep. They took me to the meeting and i couldn 't preach because I was so in this encounter that it had gripped me that that was all i mean i couldn 't get away from it so i said oh well i'll share i 'll share what happened you know and I started sharing. About this encounter about the four hundred forty four and what I did that church went bizarre bon- bonkers, bizarkers. they went crazy, they started running around the room, they had flags, and they went ballistic it 's a lot like Bethel, but more on on steroids as far as energetic so i 'm like, what in the world I mean it wasn 't that great this really wasn't that i didn 't really give you anything that great so after the meeting, I asked the leaders I said. What was all that about? And they said, "Well, what you don't realize is on the city map, the building that we just had our first service that you did, they said on the city map, the number, the zoning number is four four four, and it's really about being in the right place at the right time and the right with the right people, and so that um it was, you know, a great meeting. We saw miracles when I when I shared it. There was a breakthrough in the room. And there were miracles. There were healing. There was things without anybody doing anything. It was just God began to move. The Holy Spirit was moving. And so that night I went back, drove back home. I was in a different house than I'm in now. And I woke up again at 444. Now, I mean, let me preface this. I woke up at 444 for about three years. And I'm not one that wakes up by a certain time every day. But the next day, which was Monday, when I woke up at 4.44, I saw I had an open vision. Now, before having an open vision, I could not tell you what an open vision was. I could tell you textbook what it is, but I did not know what it was. And in this open vision, it's like watching a movie, but you're fully awake. Kind of like a dream, but you're fully awake. In this this vision, I saw the heavens that were black. I mean, black like a storm. Pitch black. I mean, just totally black. And I saw a boy with a bow and arrow. And he was shooting the bow and arrow, the arrow up. And every time he shot it up, it would hit the sky and it would bounce down. And he was getting mad. And it was actually comical to me because it's like watching a cartoon. He's getting mad. He's throwing the bow and arrow down. He's jumping on it. And I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, that's the church. That's my sons and daughters. He said, they're sending prayers up and declarations and decrees and breakthroughs. But it's not not happening. He's hitting the ceiling and it's falling back. And he said, I want you to shout, open the heavens with everything that's in you. And the thing is, my my, my kids, were, most of them were still at home. My wife was there. The neighbors, the houses right next to us were really close. And I'm like, if I shout with the top of my lungs, open the heavens, I'm going to wake up the entire neighborhood. They're going to call the cops. And so I was like, Lord, do I really have to shout it? Can I just say it? Can I just kind of like, open the heavens? He said, no, shout it. So I Obeyed God. I shouted at the top of my lungs. I went out on the deck. And I shouted. And when I shouted, open the heavens. All of a sudden, there was an explosion like a movie. It was like Expendables on steroids. It like Sylvester Stallone. I love action movies. It exploded. And when it exploded, it started raining. And when it started raining, it wasn't raining like the raindrops where they're wet or small, these were massive raindrops, like a massive raindrops where I was able to walk up to the raindrops, and inside the raindrops, were the faces of of grandmothers and children of generations past. I saw Smith Wigglesworth. I saw uh, Catherine Kuhlman. I saw people that God had used in the days past. I saw people's prayers and prophecies and declarations. And when it started raining, I looked over to the corner, and when I looked over to the corner, there was an angel with a sickle in his hand. And I said, Lord, what is that? And he said, that's the angel of harvest. Now, it was September of 2017, and it, the Lord brought me back to this when he woke me up. That When he woke me up that night, I had forgotten. I knew about the event, but I didn't know about the timing. The next day, my Facebook pops up in memories where I had put something about that encounter. Not realizing God was going back to that encounter for now, and was saying, I'm about to do it again. Now here's the thing. When that happened, he said, do not say four more months is the harvest. He said, lift up your eyes and look to the fields for they are ripe and ready for harvest. The labors are few, but the harvest is plentiful. Not knowing September, October, November, December, there were four more months in the year and in the same time he brings me back to it, we are now in September and there are four more months. I want to give you a word from God today. God says, stop looking down at what is on the ground because you've lost hope and you've quit dreaming. Stop looking around about the circumstances and the situations and the chaos around you and lift up your eyes and look to the fields for the harvest is now. Amen. Amen. I got to hurry because I got a word to come behind this. <coughs> I, that moment when, when I saw this it so shook me that I kneeled down at this chair that was in our living room And when I knelt down, the presence of God began to run through my body like electricity. From head to toe, it was like somebody plugged me into uh, one of those, yeah, sockets. And the power of God just began to flow through me. And it was, I couldn't even get words out of my mouth. I, could, I, I mean, it, wasn't, it was so overwhelming. I've heard Bill Johnson talk about his experience. And I would not be able to relate to it if I had not had my own encounter. The power of God. Now, here's the thing. Every day for the next three years, I would get up and go to that spot. And when I would go to that spot, I would kneel and the presence of God would be there. I never. I did, it wasn't like I was going to meet with God. It was like God. I, God was waiting to meet with me. The reason I'm sharing this is when the heavens open, everything changes. When God really shows up in his glory and his power and magnificence, everything changes. And I'm going to ignore the warfare and what I see in the room. And I'm going to speak to what the Lord is saying in this room right now about what happens when the heavens open. What happens when portals and gates begin to open. A portal is an entry point. It is a grand entrance or an access point into something. When the heavens open, you have access and there is accelerations. Things begin to change. Watch this. Things that have been held back for generations are pulled out in a tipping point moment. And things that you have contended for and fought for become now and breakthrough becomes easy. Hear this. I want to to speak to your spirit man right now. You are about to occupy the very territory that the enemy has fought to keep you out of. Let me read Amos chapter 9 verse 13 through 15. I believe this is about an open heaven. It says, yes, indeed, this is God's decree. It won't be long now. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of the other. You will not be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. Everywhere you look, there will be blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I'll make everything, watch this, right again for my people Israel. Somebody say Israel. They will rebuild the ruined cities. They will plant vineyards. We're going to come back to Israel. They will plant vineyards and they will drink good wine. They will work their gardens. They will eat fresh vegetables and I will plant them. I will plant them in their own land. Listen, I'm going to talk about this a little bit, but God is about to unlock land for people ministries are about to occupy land people and families are going to occupy land in the days ahead the greatest value will not be in bitcoins the greatest value will be in land people's wealth will be determined by the land that they have and I heard the Holy Ghost say I'm about to unlock land for people in this nation oh I thought y'all would get excited I guess y'all don't want some land I'll take some land how many know that although God is omnipresent, he's not manifesting himself everywhere? Come on, y'all talk to me. Man, y'all are tough today. There are places in the earth where there is a portal, a gateway, where there is easier access and greater breakthrough. And I want to focus. Let's go to the first one. The first one's found, if you're taking notes, Genesis chapter 28. This is actually where I went that morning when I had, got the 444. Jacob, how many know Jacob means trickster? How many of you are tired of tricking your way through life? Some people paint Jacob, they paint the picture of Jacob as if he was a bad guy. I don't believe he was a bad guy at all. I just believe he had to strain and struggle to get the blessing. He had to steal his inheritance rather than receive it. That's a whole other message. Jacob comes to Bethel, which means the house of God. He sees a ladder from heaven to earth, and he sees angels ascending and descending, and he sees the God the Father standing at the top of the ladder, and God changes his name and tells him his destiny and his inheritance, and through that encounter, it changes his life forever. Now watch this real quickly. Jacob was his his, his earthly name. His earthly name was connected to his earthly inheritance, but he also had a heavenly name that was connected to his heavenly inheritance that was about the vault in heaven that God says, I'm going to open up and pour out blessings on you where the spiritual blessings aren't just spiritual, but they become earthly. I want to prophesy God is about to give people that have been in a season of warfare he's transitioning you from your earthly name to your heavenly name, and when you step into your heavenly name, you're gonna receive your inheritance, which is everything the enemy has stolen from you being restored. I woke up two weeks ago and I heard I heard the phrase inheritance is restored. I, I, I knew it was significant. I was very sleepy. I had to get up early so I just I wasn't gonna get up. I rolled over Holy Spirit said you better put that in your phone son. Rolled over put it in my phone. But over the weeks, I, I can't give it all to you today, but I, I want to show you. I'm going to probably show you. Let me just say this. Harvest is a result of something you do. Inheritance is a result of something you become. Harvest, you sow a seed and you reap a harvest. Inheritance, you become the sons and daughters of God. You become kings under a king, and now you have the ability to, ta- to get the full inheritance. Harvest is not inheritance. Harvest is how many people are in the seats. Harvest is how much money did we get in the offering. Inheritance is how we, our city is being transformed. Our nation is being transformed. The ones that have turned the world upside down have come here. He changes his name, tells him his destiny, inheritance. And through that encounter, it changes his life forever. And Jacob says, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. This is is none other than the house of God and the gate of heaven. Bethel becomes a special place. I'm speaking prophetically. If you guys will have spiritual ears, I'm going to speak a word within a word to you. Bethel becomes a special place, a holy place, a sanctified, set-apart place. He did not know it when he got there. He was running from Esau for his life because he stole his inheritance. He steps into the house of breakthrough. He's running from his past. He's running from his dysfunctional family. And it says he happened upon a place. The word in the Hebrew "happened upon," it literally means in in the English "stumble," but in the in the in the Hebrew it mean, it's the word "pega," and it means to hit the bullseye. In other words, there are people in this room today, you feel like your life is out of sync. You feel like nothing good seems to be happening. But you're about to step under an open heaven where you end up hitting the bullseye. And there is a bullseye anointing that's being released today for people who feel like they're out of whack and out of sync. And in one moment, everything's going to change. Come on. Jacob takes a rock, He lays down his head. He goes to sleep under a portal and the father shows him his destiny. He shows him his future. He gets his heavenly name, begins to reign with God. Now what I was telling you, uh, Jacob means to trick. It means to connive, to grab the heel. i got to do everything I can to get my blessing. I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Israel means a prince who rules and reigns with God. It moves from one that is trying to live out of your earthly identity to your heavenly identity where you partner with the Father to begin to change the world. Mm. When the Lord opens the heavens, the heavens are open. And there is a portal where there is increased angelic activity, which signifies the very statement I said earlier, we're about to occupy the very territory the enemy has fought to keep us out of. I mean, can we go deeper? Is anybody tracking with me? When the Lord opens the heavens, the heavens are open. And there is a portal where there is increased angelic activity, which signifies we're about to occupy that territory. Now, let me go to this in that statement. There are specific places like Bethel and Reading, like Whitehorse Church in Indiana, which I've been to, or like my living room for three years where we think we're waiting on God, but the truth is he's waiting on us. We're not waiting on him. And this is what God said. God said when I was laying there in my bed, he said most people are behind regarding this third great awakening. Whether you want to argue with me third or fourth, I don't don't really care if it's third or fourth. I just want the whatever's next. Come on. Third great awakening that I'm releasing. He said, Craig, I want you to partner with me to help people catch up because they're still waiting on me and I'm waiting on them. There are places in this nation where God has opened windows and if you will take me at my word and start acting like the awakening is already here, then the awakening will happen. If we start acting like God will heal the sick, if we start acting like the blind eyes are going to be open, if we start acting like it's time for people to be saved, delivered, running to the altars, if we will start believing it and saying it and making room for it, God said, I'm going to do it because there's open windows. Come on, somebody. Open gates. There is a portal here. So the question is, how does God determine where he puts the windows? how How does he determine where the gates are? Where there is raw hunger, passionate burning ones who will contend and not settle for anything less. Where there are the ones who would rather be the fire than sit by the fire to occasionally warm ourselves with good stories about what God did. He's waiting for somebody to act so he can really do what he wants to do. And I'm speaking to his soldier today. He's waiting for someone to act so he can open the heaven, the portal, the gate, as small as it seems over you. He opens it up, and when he opens it up, it says Isaiah says entire nations can be saved in one day. I believe nations are going to come under an open heaven like Brazil. Brazil, a portal is going to be there, and there's going to be massive harvest. It's like a man trying to get away from God. And it, 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 he, no matter when he says, I'm going to, I'm, no matter what I do, I could not get away from it. I finally gave in, and I surrendered. Why? Because when you come under an open heaven, the anointing of ease comes and signs and wonders start following you. Come on, somebody. Miracles break out and people start getting saved, healed, free from addictions and strongholds. And they, it's broken off of their entire families. Listen, God wants to do it here. I know I'm Pentecostal and I'm just going to be me because I, I, have, I cannot burn away the past. It's not just the energy drink. Maybe y'all need an energy drink. We need communion. Hey, will you put some energy drink in, uh, Jake, go get some cups and pour some energy drink in them. When you come under, it's, I'm going skip this. It's like in one meeting. Words of knowledge are giving out. People start getting healed. Someone's toenails start growing again. Somebody's tumors come out of their bodies and they're laying on the floor and people start screaming. I've been in that meeting. It's like the video that I shared on Facebook that I saw, Chris, uh, and it's recent where a blind man is being baptized. I think it was a Baptist, a Baptist church. And as he comes up out of the water, his sight is restored. And listen, here's how you know when somebody is faking it and they're really healed. Just look at their reaction. Because if, you if your eyes have been blind for all of your life and they're open. You ain't going to be giving God a little patty cake come Jesus. You're going to be going, oh, my gosh. I can see. Oh, whoa, oh. Come on. Who wants the real thing? Come on. It's not just for North Georgia. It's for here. It's like in one meeting. It's like. It's it's like when I was in Bolivia preaching the gospel in a very unimpressive building that did not even have walls it just had a roof I don't even know how they did that but it didn't have a real walls it was open and it was long but it was packed and I was preaching and, and I was preaching the gospel and in the middle of this room towards the back there was this loud pop and all of a sudden a man not in the bible but in real life who had been bent over his entire life begins to run around the room and And when he does, blind eyes started opening and ears started opening. They didn't ask for it. They didn't pray for it. So what happened? They came under an open heaven. In the Old Testament, it says the heavens were shut up like brass. They were doing all the right stuff. But nothing was happening. They were praying. They were worshiping. They were contending and nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, the heavens were open and the supernatural becomes natural. And stuff just starts happening. Not because of how spiritual we are. Doing all the spiritual calisthenics. What happened? The heavens were open and when the heavens were open God just starts showing up in unusual ways and there's a hovering presence of God I don't know about you but I'm looking for an open heaven this morning not just the type when we have good praise and worship and preaching and a few people get healed and get touched and the service is over till next week where we have to start all over again I don't believe we're supposed to start all over we're supposed to be going from glory to glory and faith to faith and strength to strength I'm talking about when the heavens open and it stays open for an extended time for five years in Pensacola what happened the heavens opened in Toronto what happened the heavens opened what happened in Wales the heavens opened what happened when Smith Wigglesworth would walk down the street and pass somebody without even saying anything and they would come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and fall to their knees and cry out to God why is it happening now because the heavens have been shut up But I, I don't have time to go into this I know in Jesus the heavens are open but there's a lot of closed heaven over Christians lives today because they don't believe what God said is true and we're not acting like it we're acting like we're on the losing team but we're not we're on the winning team God is waiting for somebody who will believe him. I wonder who who here is going to contend for what God wants to do in resurgent. God is waiting for somebody to believe him. When he says an awakening is not coming, it is here because I am ready to hover somewhere. I'm almost finished. Real quickly, there are four or five places in the Bible that God talks about the hovering presence of God. I'm going to hit them real quick. The word Hebrew, the word in the Hebrew is the word, it means to brew. It means to hover over. I don't have time to go there, and I wanted to so bad, but when Jesus was weeping over Jerusalem, I think it's Luke 14, and he said, you, you did not recognize your, your moment of opportunity, your Kairos moment. In there, he's actually referring to the, brew, the hovering of the Holy Spirit through him, that God wanted to open the heavens over that, that nation and that city. And he's weeping because they did not respond. It's a reproductive term that means to bring forth or to reproduce. It is a reproductive term. Genesis 1-3 says the spirit was hovering over the earth. And when Jesus said, let there be, when he said, let there be, the word was, what, what the word was saying became a reality and it created the world's. The word hover there is the same word that's used, stay with me, when Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 90 and she was barren. She could not have children. She was barren and past the age, but the Spirit of God hovered over her and the gates were open. and God comes and their bodies are renewed and their youth is renewed. In fact, the presence of God was so strong over them that it wasn't long after that that a king saw Sarah who was 90 and said, man, that woman is fine. I want her for my wife. Now, have you ever seen a 90-year-old woman walk down the aisle and everybody turning their heads? What happened? The Holy Spirit was hovering. Come on, stay with me. Don't be so spiritual. I believe there's some people under the sound of my voice this morning that are going to come under an open heaven. And you have been barren. And you are going to start birthing some babies. Now, I'm going to prophesy natural and spiritual I just saw on Facebook where the, uh, the couple that's in uh, North Florida that came, would come here from time to time from Bethel, Atlanta, David, I think. I just saw them put on there a miracle baby. When I saw it, it was confirmation. There's going to be people. Now, y'all can think I'm crazy. This ain't I feel, I sense. This is I know. I mean, it, it's in me. I know it. People that are not expected to have babies are going to start having babies. Now, not men and not people that are not married. So don't get flaky. I didn't say we had to be weird. You can be a little wild, but not weird. People are going to start having babies. Not only that, people are going to start giving birth to dreams. Man. Something, no, I can't do that right now. Lord just let that I feel the Holy Spirit hovering right now see what happens is you're going to come under that open heaven The angels, she's like, how can this be? How can this happen? I'm a virgin. I'm not married. The angel said, this is how it's going to happen. The Spirit of God is going to come over you, Mary, and the heavens are going to open, and the Holy Spirit is going to come and surround you. And while you're in that presence, the power is going to be released, and you're going to conceive the Christ child. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have promises in this room, prophetic words that seem impossible right now? Raise your hand. Be honest. If you don't, you need to go back to God because it will always be greater than what you presently have financially or uh, ability. God's dreams are always, see, some of you are dreaming on the level of your ability and you need to dream on the level of God's ability. In fact, I'm going to step on some toes. Resurgent, this is not resurgent. This is resurgent. Resurgent, you're dreaming too small. You're dreaming too small. Some of the warfare that you're experiencing is because you're dreaming too small. It's contractions. God's trying to enlarge your womb. How many of you have ever seen a virgin give birth to a baby without knowing a man? Nobody. If God can do that, then there are people, listen, if God can do that, God can cause your dreams to come to pass. There are people in this room right now that in the natural, nothing seems to be happening other than great warfare. And God says the Holy Spirit is hovering over you and you are about to conceive a supernatural thing. Terry, this is for you. You are going to conceive something that's supernatural and is much bigger than what you thought. It's going to be nationwide. Nationwide. And it's going to have to do with restoration, not only of when, how God redeems his promises, but it's going to be for church leaders. You will be known nationwide for what you carry. You are going through warfare because God says your womb is too small. I'm expanding it so you can get ready to give birth to something that's much bigger than you thought. The accident with the baby was a prophetic type and shadow of the enemy trying not to kill the natural child, but trying to kill the baby that's in your womb. And you're going to give birth to a double portion inheritance. There's a lot more in there. I see books. I see you sitting at a table signing books. I'm sorry, Chris. That may mean you'll have to carry her bags, but... (laughs) You will stand on stages of some of the places you never thought you would ever stand and you will share your story. And you will talk about the season that you're in now where you felt so much to give up and quit and walk away. And here the Father says, the reason it's painful right now is you're not in the dream room, you're in the birthing room. It's messy because you're in the birthing room. Stay in the birthing room and stick it out and watch what God will do. Trust Him. Breathe a little bit. i got to get back. Somebody stretch your hands towards that. Just release that over her right now. I believe you are Mary in this season. The Holy Spirit is overshadowing you. Oh, man. It's used, this, the story is also, it's also used, this word is used on the Mount of Transfiguration. I'll get done on time. It's used on the Mount of Transfiguration. A cloud comes. Peter's watching. There's there's such a portal that Moses and Elijah come down and have a little chat with Jesus. And in Luke's version of the account, it says, when Jesus came off the mountain, his clothing was gleaming with flashes of lightning. The glory was so permeating that when he stepped out of the cloud, his clothing was shooting bolts of lightning. He was the first Shazam. (laughs) He really was. The glory of God was so permeated. Watch this. When he stepped out of the cloud, his clothing was shooting bolts of lightning. It's no wonder that Peter said, let's build three tabernacles here and stay here. This is a pretty cool light show. Luke goes on to say that when Jesus stepped off the mountain, came down to where the people were, it says they looked at him and they were still amazed because he was still glowing. It's easy to glow in here, but it's time for you to glow out there. Another time this word is used, I'm moving quickly and that's in in the New Testament is in Acts chapter 5. It says Peter was ministering and God starts doing signs and wonders and things just start exploding and the meeting gets so big that they cannot house it anymore. It spills out into the streets and it says they would line up people. They would line up the lame, the blind, the deaf on the street so that when Peter walked by, they would get healed in Peter's shadow. Listen, remember the statement, the world that you're most aware of is the world that is overshadowed in you and will manifest and I hear the Lord saying get your eyes off of this world and what your eyes can see and look at what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal for this light and momentary affliction is working for you a far more and exceeding eternal weight of glory for though your outward man is perishing day by day your inward man is being renewed Mm. It wasn't Peter's shadow that was healing anybody. It was, he was under an open heaven. The same word is used. Well, the spirit of God was there, the heavens opened. Peter was ministering under the power of God. And the power of God was hovering all around him. He didn't even have to touch them. When they stepped into the hovering, miracles started happening. Nobody touched them, but they stepped into the portal. I was going to call a keyboard, but We'll just, this is the the end. Get ready. This is really where I wanted to go. One more reference. Is anybody, is this all right? I thought this was pretty good. When he gave it to me, I mean, I didn't do it. He did it. I just, I'm communicating the best I can. Mm. You ready? There's a gate in Acts chapter 3. It's a physical gate. But the Lord was wanting it to represent a spiritual gate to show us something. And it is the story in Acts chapter 3. Anybody notice my eyes right now? When I get really under the anointing, my eyes get glazy, and it looks like I'm drunk. I don't think I've ever been drunk in my life. No, it's not donuts. I didn't have any any donuts. So in Acts 3, come on, there's a lame man who's been lame from birth. He's 40-something years old. He's been lame for 40-something years. Somebody say 40 is the number of breakthrough. Double portion inheritance. Somebody say double portion inheritance. Somebody say double for your trouble. He sat at this gate every day since he was a child. It was a prominent place near the temple. People had passed him often during the three feasts. And he sat there every day at the gate called beautiful. Now watch this. Watch this. I'm going to slow down. Beautiful doesn't mean beautiful in the sense of pretty. It means beauty in the sense of circumstantial beauty. That don't make sense. So I'll make it. I'll go a little. Let's go deeper. Let's shut some corn. The The Greek word means right now. It means the right time. Somebody say the right time. It literally means the right time gate. It's where we get our Spanish word, aura, which is the word about time. And it means when all the circumstances, events, and people begin to come together at the right time, it's a beautiful thing. Everything's beautiful in his timing. It's not a f- physical beauty. It's a circumstantial beauty. And it means everything. How many you know it's not beautiful in the, in the uh, birthing room? And, and how many would be honest, it's not beautiful in every area of your life right now? Come on, raise your hand. How many got some stuff that don't look so beautiful? It's because that's not what God is doing. He's doing all of this because he's about to cause you to give birth to something that people are going to say, look what the Lord has done. It means whenever, whatever needs to happen comes together at the right time. It's a beautiful thing. It's not a physical beauty. It's a circumstantial beauty. It means everything's coming together. Jesus himself must have walked by this guy hundreds of times, and God was saving this miracle for the right time, and in his sovereign ability, he made sure that decades and generations before that this gate is named appropriately. Gabriel made sure that this gate is called the right time gate. And then he's got to make sure this kid is at the right time gate at the right time. So he has to tell Gabriel and the angel called Breakthrough, get him to the right gate because there's coming a time in Acts 3 where nobody's expected it. The heavens will be opened and the Spirit of God is going to come like wind and it's going to come like fire and it's going to come like power and there's going to be a miracle that will be unprecedented. Now watch this. A guy who's never walked. His legs are shriveled up. It wasn't just a healing, Gary. It was a creative miracle. Stay with me. From that time... Peter says silver or gold I do not have but what I have I give to you. He pulls him through the right time gate and from the time he touches his hand to the time he stood up on his feet his bones begin to straighten up and he has to have a miracle in his legs and something has to happen in his mind so he doesn't have to learn how to walk like a baby and the Bible says he shot up and went running and leaping and praising God and the result is an entire city is turned down upside down. I'm here to tell you this morning that it may not look like in the natural, that you're just sitting at a gate called beautiful, and it doesn't look so beautiful right now, but you're at the right time gate, and God is about to do a miracle in your life. Stand on your feet. But nobody leave yet. We're we'll landing the plane quickly. I believe the Father sent me to you this morning to tell you that you need to realize this is the right time moment. And there's a gate open in the Spirit. And Peter says, now I know why the Lord didn't heal this guy before. He wants to do it now because he saved this miracle for the right time to awaken a nation. I want you to close your eyes, hold your hands out. See, God's waiting for somebody. Just close your eyes and just, I'm going to release it in partition. He's waiting for somebody to discern an open heaven, a portal. Peter pulls him through, and the end result is 5,000 people got saved. A small church became a big church over in one moment. How come we don't believe God can do that again? And the momentum of this miracle just keeps building and building until the religious leaders said, if we don't do something to stop this, they will take over because they've turned the world upside down. What if people in our city said the people at Resurgent have turned the world upside down and they have come here? See, here's my challenge. Either we serve the same God and he is who he says he is, or I'm going to go do something else. When I go to the beach this week, I won't come back. But I ain't worried about having to do that. Some pastors have had that thought. I, I'm talking about me. I've gone to the beach. I know what it's like to go to the beach and not want to come back. But I want to tell you, God can still create hands. He can still create feet. He can create eyeballs and toenails. He can heal people of paralysis. He can cause cancer to come out of bodies. He can bring such conviction that Johnson addicts, who are foul-mouthed, abusive, and violent men, say we cannot get away from him. Can he do it again? Come on. Can he do it again? Why not now? Oh, we don't have enough people. We don't have enough leaders. We don't have enough ministry. Well, they didn't. It only takes two or three. He said two or three. I take him at his word. Two or three get together. Anything. Doesn't it say anything? Anything in the Greek is a deep word. Anything. Why don't we believe that? Why don't we come to church and just say, well, it's just another Sunday. You know, football's at the church and got to get to the buffet. No, why don't we come with a, under an open heaven? Why don't we come under an open heaven? I'm going to give some prophetic words real quick, can I? It's <laughs> take me about five minutes. I just want to challenge you this morning to start thinking differently. Start believing the awakening is here. Start acting like it. Start acting like miracles are here. Our entire city is being invaded by the presence of King Jesus. Start acting like it. What would it look like for the Holy Spirit to hover over an entire city? (sighs) Would you just lift your hands up just for a moment? In fact, let's do this. Can we move that? It's 1158. I'll have you out of here by 1210. Unless Pastor Chris wants to do something else. If you're in this room, I'm going to give some prophetic words, but I want to give this first. I feel like the Holy Spirit told me to do this. I'm not going to lay hands on everybody and pray for you. I believe the Lord will do what he wants to do to those who are hungry. If you're in this room and you want, you, you're going to be what, you want to, cry, your, your cry today is, God, open the heavens over my life. Open the heavens over my family. When I had that encounter, not, it didn't last three years. I went everywhere. I started being invited to places by people that did not even know me. My ministry took off and saw more miracles, signs and wonders. My finances took off. I don't, and it wasn't supposed to just last for a little while. And I believe God came back to me to say, Son, there's some things that you allowed in your life that have caused what I started to not be finished, and I'm ready to finish it. And I believe he's saying, I want you to invite these people to do it with you. And if you're in this room right now and you say, God, I want the heavens over my family. I want to be like Obed-Edom. I want everything in my house blessed. I'm tired of what's happening in this nation and the chaotic things around me. I'm going to lift up my eyes and look to the fields. I'm ready, Lord, to move into my inheritance. Let me say one, one thing. This is a prophetic word. There's a timeline. When I was in school, there was a timeline and there was a beginning and an end and there's a point where we are right now. And I remember when they drew that on the board, David said in Proverbs, uh, the writer of of Proverbs said in Proverbs 9, he said, Lord, multiply my days and lengthen my life. And what he was saying is, he was actually speaking about inheritance. He was saying, God, everything, David said it differently. He said, Lord, teach us to number our days that we gain a heart of wisdom. And what he's talking about there is everything that is your inheritance. What is your inheritance? That's everything that's connected to your heavenly name. Everything that God wants you to pour out while you're on this earth. He wants you to pour out your life as a drink of it. He wants you to die empty. And he says, he says, Craig, this is what he told me. He said, everything the devil's stolen. There's been a lot. And my natural inheritance was stolen. Everything that's been stolen, he said, this is where you are now. This is where you, were, where you were created in God and you were given a body. And this is where your last days, your last day will be when you take your last breath. And he said, son, he said, if you will believe me, I'm going to do more in the last days that's left than I've done in your entire lifetime. I'm going to open up the heavens over you. What is that? There's a third heaven where God lives. There's a second heaven where the prince of the power of the air is. Daniel talks about it. I was with by the Prince of Persia, I prayed for 21 days, it was held back but then the Mark Michael, the archangel comes and there's warfare and then the answer comes from the moment you begin to pray. What's happening? The third heaven, the second heaven and the first heaven right now in the spirit, God is opening up the second heavens and what's been in heaven that's supposed to be on earth is going to be released and it's going to be a season of answered prayer, it's going to be a season where your name is changed and you're going to step in to your heavenly inheritance on earth. Come on, somebody shout amen. If you're here today and you want the heavens over your life, I want you to run down to this altar right now. Or, or go quickly. Just come quickly. 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 We're, this is all right. 1201. We'll be out of here. 1210 I'm oh my God. I wish we had more time. I kind of feel like Jake last week. It's a great word that Jake gave. Was it last week? I think it was last week. We're going to do something in just a minute, prophetic that, but I want you to prepare your heart. <clears throat> I heard the Lord say on the way here, He said, those that have been hidden will be revealed. David's in the field, or I'm about to call David's out of the field, out of the field into the harvest field. Into their inheritance. Listen. He said, those that are not even known, that have been walking faithfully with me. Chris, this is very important for you and Terry. God says, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna cause those who are hidden to be revealed. How many have seen that guy on uh, is it YouTube or whatever, where this that country guy? My wife knows. She showed it to me. That country guy with the red beard, all of a sudden he's become an overnight sensation. He's making $40,000 a day. And he was just a country boy just playing a little music on the back side of the wilderness. And what happened? I'm going to prophesy. He came under an open heaven. And I'm going to declare something bold and he can correct it. And you can correct it if you want to. If you feel like it's not bearing witness with you. I believe he's a prophet. I believe that God is releasing him as a prophet. There's been prophets that have been hidden that are about to be revealed. Prophets in the music industry. Prophets in entertainment. People that you never thought and may not look like they have it all, like they're totally sanctified. And you've mis, you misjudge them. But they are prophets. Through a psalm. Bono, Bono is a prophet. He was declaring something a, through a psalm that was for this time. God is getting ready to release prophets that have been hidden. Arts arts prophets. What is prophets? Just carrying the very now word of God and releasing breakthrough. Davids are getting ready to be revealed. Vivian and Emily, I think you're here. There you are, right there. Isn't Isn't that interesting? Emily, your name, you're Emily, right? Your name means industrious, hardworking, means diligent. It's a name that has to do with diligence and perseverance. I heard the Lord say, and I was looking back during worship, I heard the Lord say, you're you're a weightlifter, and that means you're going to take weight off of people. You're going to lift spiritual weights off of people. I I heard Hebrews chapter 12, let us cast aside every weight that has encompassed us or hindered us. So we can run our race. I felt like the Lord said, you're going to cause people to be able to run the race. You're going to inject hope into them. You're going to inject courage into them. You're going to inject joy. And the Lord says, you are a hidden weapon that God is getting ready to reveal. I saw you in a white coat. I don't know what that means, but you were in a white coat. And I feel like I had something to do with the doctor field. And I heard the Lord say that you need to stop. What you're thinking you're going to do is not what you're going to do. It's actually another level. The Lord is going to take you in what you're doing and he's going to elevate you to another level in that field. Something to do with the medical field. And the Lord's going to even, the, hold your hands out, there's healing in your hands. And I saw when I looked back at, yeah, Jay, well, listen, I looked back and I saw Catherine Kuhlman. And I don't even know if you've ever done ministry or been around, but I heard the Lord say, I'm shifting some things and the door is going to open where you have an opportunity to serve something like Wham. WHAM, it's at the W-H-A-M it's a ministry, of young adults or youth have meant something, uh, it's a movement there's some kind of movement that you're going to go and partner with for a season where you're going to you're going to be activated and you're going to come back like fire You're going to come back like fire. The Lord is increasing your heart for ministry. He's increasing your heart for the things of the Spirit. And the Lord is about to reveal His heavenly identity to you. And it's going to change everything that you thought about yourself. You're going to step into a new season. I heard Ephesians 3.20. God's going to do it seemingly, abundantly, above and beyond. All that you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's in you. What is that power in you? It's when you hear the name that your Father identifies you by. Heavenly name is how heaven sees us, perceives us, and receives us. And when we receive the heavenly name, we can now receive the partnership of angels to cause acceleration of our destiny. Wow, that's a mouthful. David and Marshy. Marshy. David and Marshe. I heard the Lord say that you are like Shema. There's a story of David's mighty men where Shema was standing in a field and he was protecting his harvest. It was just a pea patch. Didn't seem like a lot to some people, but more, it was their pea patch. And it says, Shammah, when the enemy would come, he would come in the harvest, in the harvest season. Every harvest season. By the way, your warfare always intensifies in your harvest season. The fact that there's great warfare means it's your harvest season, but God wants you to look past the harvest to your inheritance. What is it? That's what's going to last a long time. That's a legacy that you're going to leave behind. And the Lord says, you're like Shema. You know what Shema means? It means the God who is there. The God who is there, where is he? He's right there with you in your situations and in your battles and in the physical thing. I heard the Lord say, I'm stepping in today and I'm anointing you as Shema, and not God, but you are going to stand up in your field and you're going to say enough. You're going to get like a wrestler. You're going to put one foot here, one foot there and say we are tired of you coming to steal our inheritance and our harvest. Enough is enough. And God says when you do that, God said you gonna get the great big enchilada that's what it says the great big victory this is a season of the great big victory something so big that people uh, are gonna look at it and I heard Dave the other day I saw you on Facebook something I think you sent me a message I saw your face a video you came home with the dogs you were doing something with the dogs and I looked and I I saw the word doctor over you and I was like what the heck I know I don't think he's a doctor I saw the word doctor over you and I even told your wife and I couldn't figure out what it meant today God told me you're the doctor of joy you're the doctor of joy you're going to give joy as medicine to people and people are going to be healed and the story of your healing is going to cause many to be healed I declare in Jesus name by his stripes you are healed from the top of your head to the toes of your feet I declare an open heaven over you that God's word is true in your life and you will be the testimony that people will see and hear and know that the God that did it for you will do it for them. Somebody give God praise. Yesterday I was sitting, I was sitting in a barber chair. I got a personal barber, believe it or not. It never lets me pay. Got the best barber shop in Kennesaw. Now you're thinking he does not need a haircut. Yes, I do. Those little things that go on the side, it's kind of like a golf pastor. You have the sand dunes and, the, you know, that's kind of what it is. And to me, it looks miss. It's bushy. My wife says, you ain't got none. But I was sitting in his chair and he we get done talking and I'm almost done. He says, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. I'm just trying to get it all out so I can have fun. I'm sitting in a chair. He says, he, I used to be his pastor. He said, Pastor, he said, Um, we're getting, we're, we're about to sell our, we're trying to sell our house and we're trying to buy a house next to our son-in-law so we can live right next to each other. I'm not even going to say anything about that part, but anyways, you're going to live next to each other. I don't even know why I said that. So just take that off the tape. I, I got great relationship, but I know some that don't. So anyways, um, he said, we, we put an offer on this house and they told us it's way too low, but it's all we can do right now. He said, would you pray for me that God would do something? I said, yes, sir. I believe I will. I believe I'm under an open heaven. I believe God wants you to be under open heaven. We prayed a short prayer in the barbershop. All the barbers are bowing their heads. I said, please put your scissors down while you do that. And listen, I got home. I went to Whataburger got me an anointed burger, open heaven burger with fries and a chocolate milkshake. I got home, because I'm sorry, some of the old Pentecostal meat just keeps rising up. It's crazy. I got home. I got a text. About 20 minutes. Looked at the text. Can I read it to you? We're almost done. How many really want an open heaven? You'll let the the turkey, the the ham burn... How I many weather have I open heaven and just settle for a burnt ham, burnt ham? Oh my gosh! Pastor Craig just wanted to give you an update on the house. A breakthrough just happened. They accepted our offer. Now, now you can be praying for the buyer for our house that it will happen just as quickly and swiftly as this did. God is so good. Why am I sharing that? God told me to share it. He said, there are many in this room that need a house miracle, a breakthrough miracle, a real estate miracle. And if you need it right now, just raise your hand. I just release that over you right now. Chris, you ought to be raising both hands. God's getting ready to, God's going to give you double. You remember what I just said. God is going to give you double. In fact, God's going to give you, he's going to give you, he's going to give you the building eventually, but he's going to give you a a new home. Just so you can have it, not because you want, want to move and don't like where you are. He's going to give you a home, but I also see another home. You're going to have a home in the south. You're going to have a home in the up in this area. You're going to have homes that you can go and get away. I see you have more than one home. In fact, I see I might see three homes. There's, there's homes, God's going to give you houses. He's going to give you houses. Come on, some of you are renting. You're going to you're going to change. You're going to go from renting to owning. And I heard the Lord say, I, I release breakthrough concerning homes, properties, land and houses and homes unlocked. Dominique and Rose. I'm hurrying. Man, was Dominique and Rose? I declare, where are they at? They, they left. They went and got married. There they are. They said, we're this. We're going to get married right now. I got to hurry. Land where people will come. Get ready, Chris. There's going to be days ahead where the glory is going to come. It's not because the preacher just wants to preach. But the glory is going to be so thick that these services get ready. To take the limits off, all of you. God's going to do some different things in the, in, this, in the days ahead. You watch. Days ahead, there will be unexpected breakthrough fall in this place. And people will linger for hours in the presence of God. Miracles, signs and wonders. All right, you Ready? Uh, uh, Dominic and Rose I heard the Lord say God is going to give you land where people will come and be refreshed especially couples you will be a model of how to keep the fire not only get the fire but keep the fire and intensify the fire how to increase the fire especially when it comes to marriages and families so I just release that where are they at I release that over you right now I release that over you. There's a physical property, and I saw people coming. It's got a lake on it. People are going to come for retreats. People are going to come for uh, ministers. are going to come to get away, and there's going to be people that come to get married. There's going to be people that come to renew their vows. I saw property. Get ready. And the Lord says, you'll be one of the biggest givers in the kingdom. Dominic, you will be one of the biggest givers in the kingdom. You will fund the gospel. Some of y'all are going, well, I know him in the natural. It's not his earthly name. It's his heavenly name. Somebody ought to rejoice right there. Scott, Scott Mintz, Scott, and Morgan. The Lord says this is a, the next four months and into next year. And even now, there's an open heaven that's opening up over you. Tell you them. Everything in your house is going to be blessed. Your hunger is going to propel you into an overflowing season. And I saw you receiving massive upgrade in the spirit concerning the moving, the moving of the spirit and the word of God. And the Lord is going to shift you. There's going to be, uh, I, saw, I saw you like Solomon. People will come to see what you built. What you built because they have heard of the excellence and the wisdom. And what you build will declare his goodness and glory. And I saw God really moving. I don't know. I don't even know if you. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even. Do I do that? Let me just say it the way I heard it, okay? I, I, I don't know about anything about kids or if you have kids or whatever, but I said I heard the Lord say, I see God really moving in your children and you being brought together for this season of increase. I saw your family coming together, moving together, coming together, living together. And I just saw a, a great season of great joy over your entire family. I saw a daughter she's somewhere, it looks like she's older and it don't make sense because I don't even know if you have kids but I saw an older daughter I would say she's in her 30s, and God is moving in her life right now. God is opening the heavens over your family. It's going to bring you. You've had a special relationship that was a uh, restoration of what was lost in the early years, and God says you're going to come so close together, and there's going to be such great joy. And I saw both of you, your families coming together and being one. So let's just celebrate that. Let me just give you one more thing. I'm so sorry. One more thing. Just hold your hands out. We're going we're to shout. I saw, the last thing I saw was I saw the story in the Bible where the pro, there were two men that were burying a body. It's, I believe it's in 2 Kings or 1 Kings. They were burying a body. It says at the, at the time of harvest, the raiders would come every year and steal the harvest. And it says they saw the enemy coming, and they took the body. And threw it into a grave. And when they threw it into the grave, it hit the bones of Elisha. And the body came back to life and jumped out of the bo- out of the grave and was fully alive. And I, and I asked the Lord, I said, what does this mean? He said, dreams that you, have, you were burying. Some of you have dreams that you're burying. Right now in this season, you, you've, been, you've been digging a hole, getting ready to throw it in. But when you throw it in, it's going to hit the anointing of the prophetic, and it's going to it's gonna cause dreams that it were dead to be, receive a double dose of God's power and goodness. It's going to be a double, double for your trouble. They threw the body in. It was dead. It jumps out. Not only that, Elisha had been told he would have a double miracles that Elijah had. And at that time, he was one short, and he's dead in the grave, and God says, I'm going to finish the last one. I heard the Lord say, what has not been finished is about to be finished. And dead dreams are about to come back to life. Get ready. This is a season where dreams come alive. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Now, I want to do one more thing. We're done. I think I, I believe the Lord's in this place. I believe he's been moving. There's some things that I, I, I've not even said that are happening. But when I count to three, I don't want you just to shout it and we're done. But I want you to shout it, not out of hype, but out of obedience and when you shout it, I want you to stay in a moment of just receiving, just for, for a couple minutes, and then we'll release you. Will you do that? Are you ready? I want you to shout, open the heavens. And I really believe it for this church. I really believe it today for this church. I believe it. I believe it with everything in me. One, two, three, now. Just hold your, lift your hands up. Come on just let it come just let his presence come let the hovering of the Holy Spirit come whatever limitation whatever barrier whatever physical thing I believe right now in this presence it's going to disappear it's going to be removed it's going to be annihilated it's not going to exist anymore when you walk out of here You're stepping into your new inheritance and your new name. And the days ahead, the Father is going to reveal his heavenly name, how heaven sees you, and the treasure vault of heaven that has your treasures for this time. You're going to dream more than you've ever dreamed. Some of you are going to, the same thing that happened to me is going to happen to you. You're going to have an encounter in your night season, and it's going to last for a long time, and everything's going to change. Everything's changing right now. Everything is changing. I wish everything is changing. Sean, the Lord says creative ideas and witty inventions. During service, I saw your head open like surgery, like where they take the top of the head and they open it. And I just saw these ideas, these downloads, that you are called to be an inventor. An inventor and a creator. And you've been in a season of warfare. And the Lord says, it's the same thing with you. you got to dream bigger. It's much bigger. It's much bigger. And I saw you, uh, now this is kind of weird. I've never said this to anybody. I saw you on like an infomercial, and you were introducing something you had created, and it was selling like hotcakes. It was like, I mean, money while you're sleeping. I just released that over you. I have one person, I spoke a word in Florida, and I told him why he was sleeping. He was a pastor of a small Spanish church. I said, why are you sleeping? I heard him, I saw him sleeping in a vision, and I heard ding, 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 ding. And I was like, Lord, what is that? And he said, while he's sleeping, money's going to come into his account. It's going to be multiplying. And I heard the Lord say, that's happening with you. In this season, there's an open heaven where you don't have to wrestle with God to get your blessing. But even while you're sleeping, there's going to be such downloads. So, Lord, everybody stretch your hands. Spiritual intelligence to create things that have never been seen, to take heavenly concepts and bring it into earthly reality. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wasn't that amazing? So this week, your assignment is, every time you think about it, I want you to say, I live under an open heaven. Every single time. And you watch the shift that takes place in your life. All right, well, we love you guys. Have an amazing week. God bless you. For more resources and information about Resurgent ATL, please visit our website.